welcome to Rick for Dirt, the podcast that brings the adventure to you. This is not the greatest episode in the world. This is just a tribute. I'm Frank. <laughs> and I'm Ollie. <laughs> so we are recording today. As I said, this is not the greatest episode in the world. Um, it's not even our greatest episode. It's just a tribute. Well, I don't know yet. <laughs> we don't we, know yet. That's true. We haven't quite we into it, it, so... We just hit record. It could very well possibly be the greatest episode we've ever done. <laughs> um, but to surmise, uh, we had a little technical difficulty, and our entire Lytle Creek episode that we were so yes. stoked to bring to you... Oh, my gosh. ...posted was... pictures about and got the whole crew together. The whole fam went out for a day. We had nine, nine of us total, including the two of us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we got the whole team together. We, we had a great time, played in the snow... Well, we'll yeah, talk about it. Was it was a little snowball fight with each other. No, <laughs> no there was no snowball fight. But um, it was a, it was just a good time doing some snow wheeling, minor, very minor light snow wheeling up in Lattle Creek. And, yeah. And, uh, what happened to that episode? There was uh, there was some mistakes were made. Some mistakes were made. And uh, and the episode is lost. Gone forever. Gone forever to oblivion. Bites disintegrated, kind of like on the Matrix. They just exploded. What's really cool is this is probably the first episode we've ever recorded that we may actually release... Are we going to release this one before the Rebel? Yes. Okay. Because we've already recorded the next episode you guys are going to listen yes. to. And that and that talks a little bit about this one. So it wouldn't make a whole lot of chronological sense right. if we launched that one first. Yeah. But yes, the Rebel one, I'm super stoked when you guys hear that one. That's going to be a really fun one. I mean, technically, there's uh, there's no reason why we have to record this one per se. And it, it's a bummer because our buddy Eric... American Overland was on that episode yes. for the duration of it, and once again, it's always a good time with him, and it was a, it was a really fun. Um, it was a fun episode, and um, I'm bummed that we and you guys will not be able to hear it again. But you know, it's like a really nice memory. Yes, and I know, think that's yeah. We, we can always have it in our hearts, but uh, may not be able to share it with the world. Right, right. We won't be able to share it completely. It's not in the moment like we normally do. But like that's why I said this will be a tribute. Yeah. And I think <laughs> one thing I'd like to touch on is something that came up as a result of what happened. Like the phone call or the text message that I got from you where you were just like, I don't Did know you how you see... thought I was going to respond. I didn't I didn't know. And I think. Let's just be honest with what happened. Okay. And I fully take responsibility because I'm half of this. And yeah. so I could have easily had my laptop after we recorded that session, downloaded it to my computer as a redundant Never even thought of it. Took it for granted. You always handle it. Yeah. And unfortunately, what happened? So I'm not making excuses, but I definitely still have a little bit of COVID brain. Like <laughs> blame COVID. That's easy. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and but I, I my memory is is still kind of shitty. Um. And so, anyways, normally what I do is when I, immediately when I get home, I back up the file onto my laptop, and I and I keep the SD card. Right. Right. So I have two copies technically. Correct. Um. This time, I thought I had done that. So I got cocky when we went to go record the Rebel Rally episode, and I formatted the card. Mm. Never, ever have I formatted the card before an episode. It's every photographer's, every videographer's, and every podcaster's worst nightmare is that you either lose that card before you get it to where it needs to go, or in your case, format it accidentally, thinking it was something It was already copied and done, and I thought I had already I thought I had already loaded it, because it was like two weeks already. I was like, oh, I already loaded it. It's, it's in the system. It's yeah. just ready to hit send. And um, that's not at all what happened. So normally, I mean, you can recover a formatted card, sure, right? But then we I made the cardinal, the cardinal mistake of 
recording on top of the formatted card, right. which then obliterated anything that was left. Like it won't be able to reassemble it prior to the recording and then reassemble it prior to formatting. It yeah. won't go too long. It, yeah, exactly. It's basically got a whole all new files laid on top of it, so it's just not going to happen. Right. And I tried. So this this is what's crazy. The crazy part of how this came to be, we did, we did the episode, right? And we were, we, were, we were done driving home. We went down to Encinitas. We met with Emily. We had a fantastic time. Great episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys will hear about it. We won't get too deep into that. Drove home, had dinner, went to bed, reasonable hour. I get up, and I it's like I've never, rarely has this ever happened to me. I think it's happened once. And I sat up in my bed at 4 in the morning. 4 in the morning, dude. I sat up in my bed, and I said, oh, fuck. And then that's when it hit me. That cold sweat that, suddenly yes, hit you. I was and- like, son, and I shot up. I got out of bed. I ran to my laptop. <laughs> I opened my laptop where I have the show episode folders. Right. And it said 50, 51. And then there was nothing. No 52. Oof. And I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, and then no. I ran to the SD card. Yeah. I knew I formatted it, but I was like, who knows? I put it in just episode 53. And I was like, fuck. Oh, dude, I got shaky. I got like my, my heart sank, my gut, like this, that rock in your gut. And I immediately started researching ways to like salvage this card. Right. Looking for software, sure. looking for command code lines. I've been looking there. Looking for all I've, this I've stuff. been lucky. Actually, I, I erased an entire photo shoot. Oh. Realized I had not downloaded that card. Was able to recover all my photos. Oh, you lucky bastard. Because I hadn't shot on top of it. Yes. Yeah. So... You know, it's almost like uh, you could think of formatting. Everyone thinks you do formatting and it like magnetically deletes it all and it's gone, obliterated. It's right. not. It's just, it's almost set to a value of null. Like where, um, imagine you just took a painting and you put some like, you know, white over the top of it. The paint a underneath light was coat. dry. Yeah. Almost like a water-soluble coat. <laughs> yeah. And maybe this is not the best example because... Even if you painted over that, you could probably still recover the painting below. Archivists have done that. But the reality is it's, it's similar to that right. kind of concept. It's taking a whitewash of ones and zeros yeah. and putting them over. Yeah. Right. So anyways, I get a I get a text message from you going, dude, call me when you read my email. And I'm like, what fucking email? I'm like going through it. All I saw was our payment uh, from... Uh, uh, Milestar Tires, who right. is now a presenting sponsor of our podcast. Thank you very much. As well yes. as the Mellow Off-Road. Want to make sure we put that out there. Because That's true. We now have great support. And it's funny because at the time when we recorded the original episode 52, um, we had not yet been sponsored by uh, either. Correct. It was kind of in the works. Not even the, the Milestar thing wasn't even in the works. But the, the Mellow, Mellow one the was Mellow in the works. the works. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, but it was a whole episode about Milestar almost. Yes, like, so, were, that was the irony. Right? So it's funny. It worked out. And I, th- I even told Martin, I'm like, dude, you weren't even crazy timing because our whole episode was almost like a Milestar episode. Which yeah, just, unintentionally. It, it just totally out. happened. Yeah. And uh, and it's funny that it was just gone. I think you subconsciously falconed that you one. You think so? You falconed it up. <laughs> Falcon didn't. Say- you falconed it up, Frank. <laughs> <It was caca>. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but so I will talk about Milestar again in this episode. No, we have to because that's what happened at Lytle Creek. Like that was it was a that was a real thing. It was a major piece of just bragging rights for me and uh, American Overland. Uh, Eric over at American Overland who yeah. also runs the Milestars, and uh, we were stoked. And, and then actually, is Matt Van Ness is he on it? Because he dude, was the other one that he's got converting. Up. Okay, we got uh, Sam from uh, Dead Man Tendra. Yes, converting. Yes, all based off of that trip. Yeah, so. That's where we were talking about it, and 
whatever. So one thing I do want to talk about though, and it's cool because we haven't had a lot of opportunities. Life's been good. We haven't a lot of Lot of, we haven't had, had a lot a good of things run. to bitch about. Yeah, we've had a good run. So you haven't had a lot of those Frank and Ollie moments where we really dig into like self-empowerment, improvement, shit like that. But this is a good opportunity to do that because as soon as Frank texted me, there was an assumption on his part, I think, of my reaction. What I think was it was, I think for me, it was more that I was so, because we are 50%, right? I'm 50% of this, you know? And I I felt like at that moment, I, I had let you down. I had let us down. Right. And I didn't pull my weight. Like, the thing I'm responsible for, I I failed. Okay. Right? And and even more, like... That was a story you had created, basically. In, in my head, right? Yeah. I'm, like, I'm spinning in my head. This yep. is not, you know, obviously what we're going to talk about right? totally. But um, And then, and to boot, there was no technical issue. There was nothing went wrong. Like on the recorder. Right. The recorder was perfect. The battery supplies were perfect. The card was perfect. Yeah. Like there was nothing technical to lean on. It was a 100% my actions. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and that was even harder for me because I pride myself on following my processes. Sure. Right. I've been doing this for a long time. I've been in the digital space for a long time. I know processes. I know how to preserve you know, continuity and file integrity and all that kind of stuff. Even the way the folders are labeled in my folder structure at home, like everything, right? I have everything. I could re-edit every episode from scratch if I had to right now, you know, and except for this one. (laughs) Right, except for the original one. But, okay, so you made a mistake. We've established that. Yeah. The the emotional piece of it. Yeah. Where I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I I feel like, you know, it's, it's based off of your programming, like how you've been raised, the the situations you've had with other people, friends, uh, sure, partners, like past experiences past play a role. Absolutely. What was your initial gut when this went down? What did you expect to happen once you told me? I didn't expect anger. I expected just disappointment, and okay. I expected that my credibility would go down a notch. Interesting. Now, like I expected that I would be like not crucified for this, right? right. But that I expected that this would be something that I would. That would be a black mark on me for a while. Sure. Now, do you think that you view other people in that same lens? No. Okay. I give other people a lot more rope. So you give people more credit than what you expect to get yourself? I definitely hold myself to a higher standard a lot of times. I would say a lot of us do that. Yeah. I would say, and, and, I, and I think that was where, the, like, right off the bat, I mean, I, my head went to, like, oh, maybe that recorded it, because we got a new recorder, just trying out new equipment. It gives us a little bit more functionality and phone calls if we ever needed to. Um, I thought, oh, it's got to be that recorder. Yeah. And you're like, no, it was it? It was me. I'm like, okay, well. And I was like getting on the bike to do a little workout. Right, yeah. I'm like, I, you know, in my head, I'm like, I don't really give a fuck. Like, <laughs> fuck, dude. I mean, this whole thing has been fun. Yes. This whole thing has been about like us wanting to have fun. Sure, we have sponsors, but I've made it clear to them we're not changing right. anything. We are who we are, and it is what it is. We are who we are. We say what we say. We think what we think. And if it gets to the point where they don't like it, then they'll pull their money and like, fuck, we'll get canceled. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't care. And when you said that, all I could think of was, oh, that sucks. It was kind of like, it was a, re- it was like I posted about it. Yeah. I said I, it was one of our best episodes. A hundred percent. I was it so was excited funny. about it. It was fun. It was funny. It was lighthearted. We were having a great time on the trail. We were back on the trail. We were out of my driveway, which we're in my backyard now. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I uh, remember the, I remember, I distinctly remember the emotion and the power of the presence of everybody yeah. because we were outdoors, fresh air. We were still socially distanced from each other, yep. but just the fact that I could that we could see each other's faces 
and we could laugh and joke, crack jokes, and, and then and, and even struggle on the trail a little yep. bit and persevere, yep. right? And then turn around and come back and continue on. Like it was. I remember. I remember we were on such a high. Yeah, it was like it was like okay, this is what life felt like again. Yes, and we're back to feeling somewhat normal, and you know, so that's where my head went. I'm like, oh well, we're not going to get that, and Eric's not going to be part of it again. And I thought it was a great episode with Eric. Yes, and it's okay because we did talk about uh, bringing back another condo episode. So maybe that's, that's true. Maybe that'll be that, it. that'll be where we bring Eric back. Um, but you know, it's never it never feels like a waste of time because it's always a good time drinking beers, talking on the podcast, yeah. having a conversation. So you know, for me, my head went immediately to, oh, cool, this is an opportunity for Frank and I to get that much tighter. Yes, to understand each other a little bit better, to have an opportunity where I could flip out or say, what the fuck, Frank? Why, why'd you do that? Or like, oh, dude, I can't believe you. Like, there's yeah. so many ways that we react. So many ways you could have reacted or leaned into it yeah, or not. Leaned into or, it or yeah. leveraged it or like yeah. decided to, you know, make you feel like shit just to make myself maybe feel like uh, superior. For, but, uh, you know, what I realized was, dude, I could have easily had been a partner in creating a a backup system. Yeah. I could have I could have been the one to say, you know what? I'll also bring my laptop so we have two sources where this shit gets saved. After each episode, download it to my laptop. You have it. I have it. Even if your car burns down on the way home, at least we have it. Or like you said, right? We're out in the middle of nowhere and we stop for gas and someone grabs my backpack. And then it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. Right? It's like a photographer. All your gear is gone. Your SD cards are gone. Then what? Ask ask any photographer. Like if their gear gets stolen, it sucks. But if their cards get stolen that's, after yeah. a photo shoot, that's... That that's shit that you cannot that's ever replace. Exactly, like that's a wedding. The, that's the heartbreak. Dude? Yeah, that's the imagine? true heartbreak. Yeah, totally. So, you know, I've been working a lot on my own self, and <laughs> talk to my wife. I have a lot more work to do. Um, <laughs> I think we but, both do, but yeah. But absolutely. it's like, you know, life is too short. If your friends matter to you, then you give them the amount of grace that you expect, which is why I brought that point up. It's like, yeah. if you think people are going to react a certain way to you, it's like, fuck that. You should surround yourself with people that will only react similar in a similar fashion to what you're going to. Because like, That's a good point. whether it's you or Matt or whoever, I'm never going to be like, dude, what the fuck? You idiot. You idiot. Yeah. Like, first of all, I'm not my dad. Second <laughs> of all. It's like, I don't want to be my dad. And that's what my dad did to me. That's time, mine too. Right? I'm straight up. My, it was, I don't want to get too, I don't know. Fuck it. We will. My relationship with my dad is, is weird. Like it's, it's loving, but it's also arm's length. If that makes sense. You're like, I remember everything you did to me. Well, he's yeah. Like, because you're the, you're the disappointment I always thought of. Cause my dad like, was my biggest supporter. But at the same time, he also swung the biggest hammer, right? So he would put me on this like pedestal sometimes, and then he would come back and hit it with a sledgehammer, kick it, kick, kick the pedestal off from underneath. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> and it wasn't like I could tell that. I think I know what he was trying to do now in hindsight, you know. But as a kid, I didn't know, right? I couldn't, I didn't, I couldn't interpret what was happening. And I think, I think what he was trying to do was make the repercussions fit felt yeah. so that I wouldn't commit the same mistake again right well, committed like, committed to memory so it wouldn't happen again and I think it, what it ended up doing is is the opposite and I think it ended up hitting my confidence more than anything yeah you know and I think we're all if I'm going to self-diagnose anyway we're all failures in that regard we try we try to do better but yeah is what it is so anyways I think for me I was stoked that it happened 
I was stoked that it was an opportunity to actually prove that I can react to something in the right way versus the wrong way. And, uh, and so I was just like, fuck it. I'm all, why don't you just come over? We'll have a couple of beers and food or something. And we'll, we'll sit down and we'll kind of rehash everything that we went through and what we did. And, um, it won't be the same vibe and it won't right. be on a trail. I swear to God, we were on the trail. You can check it. <laughs> you can, we have pictures. We have pictures. pictures. God damn it. <laughs> We have pictures of us with Eric that you'll never, <laughs> ever hear. I feel like posting some of those pictures in a story or a reel yeah. with the music from the Hulk walking away at the end. You know that? The, the dun, 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 no. Dun, 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 dun. Like the super sad song. Okay. I think if you watch Family Guy, Stewie walks away with a little knapsack. He's walking <laughs> off away. He's like okay. walking from home. And it's just like this... This super sad song walking away and playing a slideshow of like, because we got really good. Dude, um, Francis took amazing photos of us doing the podcast. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. Like, all, all around a table. Like, Dude, we had a photographer. <laughs> that was so good. We had, we had, uh, we had talent. There's my wife sticking out her tongue. Um, we had, we had talent. We had, you know, it was just a good vibe. It was so good. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> it seriously is that Jack Black song. Like this is the greatest song. Yeah, you know, this is not the greatest song in the world. Right. It's this is just a tribute. It's just a tribute. <laughs> this is like a yeah. We're definitely having a eulogy for our greatest episode that no one will ever ever hear, hear. <laughs> ever. Oh my god! Which is, is fine because you know when when the opportunity came up to re-record this one, not technically re-record, but actually just kind of rehash and yeah, uh, you know. You mentioned that, that you wanted to be transparent about it. You said this is an opportunity, right? We should just... Well, dude, everybody makes fucking mistakes. Yeah. And I think oftentimes, like, there's there's so many different parts of this. Oftentimes, you don't want to make mistakes. Well, fuck. Some of the... And, and I think last night when we were with uh, Emily from the Rebel Rally, she said it the best. She's like, whenever you ever learn from not mistake, making not a mistake... Not making a mistake yourself. Yeah. Whenever you yeah. ever, ever learn from not making a mistake. And it's so fucking true. Like, yeah. As you grow up, you make mistakes. You touch fire, it burns. You don't fucking touch it again. Right. Like you uh, format a memory card. You make sure your partner brings his fucking laptop <laughs> and re-download that right. card onto we another source. We both get copies. You yes. know, it's like now we know. Now we know. Do you think we're ever going to do that again? No, but will we do something else? Probably. We just haven't. We just haven't. Yeah. We just haven't accounted for it yet. So. Right. Like she, like like she also said, Murphy's law. Right. Yeah. It's just you know. So we, the reality is, is like you guys need it. Offer yourself some grace. And if you're the type of person who does fly off the handle or get pissed off at your kids or get pissed off with your friends or wonder why people are always feeling a certain way about you, well, maybe this is something you could work on, too. Because the same thing that you expect to get from others, you should be offering. You should be others. putting it out. Yeah. You should be putting it out. And, Absolutely. You know, if you don't, if you don't, then the problem lies with you and not with the situation that you're in. Because, yeah, you know what? It does suck to take another hour and a half out of my day. Granted, I get to hang out with Frank, but, you know, I've got a ton of shit I got to do. Yeah, we got family thing. stuff. We got projects. Family we got, stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's always some kind of, like, negative angle to it. But you can either focus on that or you can just focus on what do you need to get through the situation at hand. Yeah. What is it that's in front of you now that sucks, that you're bummed that you have to deal with? But what do you have to do? What can you start moving forward with? Do yeah, I will that. say, too, that. Since we started doing this podcast now, we got two years under our belt. Yeah, we're in third year. Yep. That I like I want to take this opportunity because I know that I've changed and grown a lot over the last year. And to be honest, like and, and so have you. Like the reaction that you gave me was exactly what I was hoping for. Like in, in I said, you know what? I'll let him kind of absorb it and process it. 
And then maybe I'll say, hey, what if we just record it again or try and like capture, at least try and discuss kind of what happened yep. and the trip and maybe even go up to like the base of Lytle Creek and just sure. do it there. And then one of those side, you know, pullovers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and when, so when you said that, I was like, awesome yeah. yeah like we get it like you know you were you you get it like you're you knew without me saying a word kind of what needed what there was what, what, only what one to thing to do yeah so you there, well actually there's two things right one's a negative one's a positive right. so one's the what the fuck this sucks like complain bitch well it's gone bro it. fuck it what do you want what do you want to do now it's gone yeah like or just like you know do the guilt thing the right guilt, the shame guilt thing whatever it is and it's like what is that going to get you right nothing a worse relationship uh still nothing um uh probably a future collapse of what everything we've been building exactly still nothing like you still don't get the content back nothing changes that right that's where people i think people need to learn how to accept shit and then look at it from a logical like let the emotion like whether or not the emotion hits you let it happen right right like, so deal with that it's okay it's natural like we all we all yeah have absolutely. a knee jerk Absolutely. But the goal, I think, in any situation in life that becomes contentious or hard is to take that moment to breathe. Every time I've ever had a bad moment has been when I've reacted immediately. Yes. Uh, me too. Whether it's an email, yeah. like I get something or a comment on social, right? And someone kind of just hits your button and you whip back another zinger or whatever. Yep. It never goes well. I mean, I'll even, break, I'll even break it down to if a sponsor comes back to you and says, We'll give you 30% off on something, right? And you're like, fuck, that's still out of my budget. And you're like, thanks, but no, 30% won't work for me. And that's it. You've just closed the door. Right. If you go, well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Here's my situation. And then consider, like, offer offer considerations. What can, I, yeah. what can we do possibly? Could you potentially in six months take a second half of the payment? Dude, you'd be amazed at how flexible people can be yeah. if they realize, A, you're serious, B, you're willing to work something out, and C, they can count on you. Yeah. Dude, I think I might have talked about this in the past on this podcast, but I'll never forget going with my wife to her law school because she had to turn in a paper. Oh, yeah. 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 She had to turn in a paper. And this always comes back to this because it's like the best fucking And there's a lot of people who, who just joined us in the past couple of yeah. months. So this is this, this is, is good to kind of recap. Good. Absolutely. And it's like we got to her. her it's a, it was a law school. So super high pressure, super, you know, everyone's freaked out and at their limit. And so she had to turn in this paper and it was literally we got to school at like 505 and she had to turn it in by five yeah sure enough the the room that we had to go to the door was locked and closed she saw the closed door and she immediately goes fuck it it. it's over yeah we had taken an elevator down to the floor that we needed to get to and the elevator opened the door was right in front of us it was closed locked and she was ready to go back up i'm like babe let's see she's like what is what is there to see and there was that moment where you know she's like what are you talking about? She was starting to project her anger onto me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's just, let's take a minute. Let's, let's go knock. Yeah. And we knocked. No response. She's like, I told you. And it's like, knock again. Because I know what it's like. I know if it's time, if, if, it, if I'm closed, right? Back when I was a kid, you know, working at a, a moto photo where we were developing pictures and that door was closed out. We were fucking closed, right? Yeah. Somebody had to be really persistent for me to get that door open right. and like help you out. <laughs> that's, I'm, no, that's very true. I'm already off the clock, motherfucker. Yeah, like, like, I'm just like, wrapping up. Like you're in your mind as the person who doesn't know what's going on on the other side of the door. Yeah. You're like, I'm only, if 
I'm not going to get it. And if I am going to get it, it better be good. It better be really important. Right. And exactly. So we knock again. Nothing. And the look in her face is like, why are you wasting my time now? Like, or or even like rubbing you. it in and making me experience yeah. this longer yeah. than I have right. to. Yeah. And it's like harder. And suddenly you hear something on the other side. Ooh. Some footsteps. Because you know creep. at yeah. five o'clock when it's closed, like either you've, by that I knew it was close enough to where we would have run into the guy. Yeah, you would have probably up. you would have probably seen him in the elevator yeah. coming off the elevator, yeah. right? Yeah, like it was one elevator. I knew for for a fact that there's no way in five minutes you've like evaporated to right. thin air, right? <laughs> and and then the door opens and it's like the light beams shine through that magic moment when you hear the it's lock. It's all gold. Unlock. Yeah, it's all gold yeah. when that door opens and like you know it's like the Quinn Tarantino suitcase where you open it up and it's like whoa, <laughs> right? And it's like. And she pulls out her paper and she's like wiping tears out of her eyes and she's like giving it to the guy and the guy's like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> he didn't even give it's it. The, he didn't even sweat it. Didn't give two shits. He's like, yeah, okay, cool. Thanks. But, and had he known, he probably would have maybe said some more words, but he was just like, okay, cool. <laughs> it's like, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and my wife to this day still hasn't forgotten that either. And I always bring it up whenever we have a similar situation. Yeah. But it's like always knock. And you're right. Cause never, I forget. Never consider that the door is locked. Yeah. Even if it looks like it just shut closed. Just take that extra step, right? Take the extra step and, and just knock. And so, you know, all of these situations that we encounter in life, everything that we go through, there's always an opportunity to get something out of it or to consider that the door hasn't hasn't fully closed, you know? So, yeah, we re-recorded over a fucking episode. It sucks. Well, what's the what are the opportunities here? Like, yeah. dude, the opportunities we get to talk about a situation that we both had to deal with that was super like stressful, very emotional. Um, yeah, you got to remember, I'm going through this half asleep. It's four in the morning. Yeah, um, I'm working on now, your own, <laughs> on my own. I can't reach out to anybody because it's four in the fucking morning. Sweating, stressing. I'm sweating. I'm stressing out. Yeah. I now, yeah. I've now now my other fear is I've, I'll wake up my wife, which I did, and she was she came out. She's like, "What's wrong? Like, what's going on?" And I told her. And she was super supportive. She immediately got on, got on her computer and started looking for other ways to try and save yeah. this thing. And, you know, I know that in, my, in our household, I'm the technical one. Right. Sure. So but, you know, but I appreciated the fact that she was trying, you know, and she was supporting. But I knew that I was going to have to figure this one out on my own. Right. Yeah. So and I, like I said, it's four in the morning. I can't reach out to anybody. Right. I ended up working until 530 trying to find this thing. And then to boot, I couldn't go back to sleep because in my head I was my mind was spinning like a top. Like, I'm laying in bed. I probably didn't fall asleep till close to 7. Like, I'm just laying there that staring sucks. at the ceiling because my head is just spinning. And then imagine how much, like, possibilities. time you wasted. I mean, granted, I probably would have done the same. But the reality is, it's like, had you just called me, I would have been like, dude, deal with it in the morning. Yeah. I would have been like, fuck it. Like, whatever. Right. And I, Yeah, and that, that was the other thing. I would never want to wake someone up at 4 in the morning. I was just like, we'll just deal with it in the morning. And eh. it'll be, it is what it is. It is what it is. And, you know... I just, I hope that people listening will realize like, okay, A, there's always an opportunity even when you think something's totally fucked. B, like you're not, uh, maybe you are curing cancer. I don't know what your profession is, but usually you're not curing cancer. You're not saving lives. You're just, you know, you're just doing like either paperwork or you're, you're, you're selling something or whatever the fuck it is. It's not that big of a deal. Like life is very short. Life is every moment of your life should have some meaning to you in terms of whether you're relaxing, enjoying, uh, being productive, but it should have some value to you. Yeah. And if, and if anything in your life is wasting that like negative energy or 
um, worrying about shit that you can't control, you've wasted that time for yourself. Yeah. And it's easier. It's way easier said than done. I'm not like Mr. Fucking Perfect. I constantly fail. I constantly come up short. Um, This morning, I even had an argument with my wife over our philosophy and mantra or whatever of dealing with the kids and when they should go to bed, whatever, like, and not handling the situation properly. It's like, we're all flawed. Yeah. Um, If you can try to create positives and, and realize that either there's a, there's a twist you can put on it. There's an angle you can approach it from some other way of salvaging a situation. Um, you're, you're going to be better off for it, you know? So I'm stoked. I'm glad. I'm happy that, even though we did not get to air the greatest episode <laughs> ever, we are airing an episode that I think will have a lot more um, worth to those listening who maybe suffer from similar things that we go through, which is a lack of patience, uh, a feeling of you know um, low confidence in situ- Because if you were fully confident, let's be honest, and yes, both of us suffer from this. But it's like if you're fully confident. You'd be like, eh, it is what it is. Like, if you were confident in what we have, like, yeah. in what we're doing and the way we react, you would not have felt so. You would have been like, fuck, Ali, shit happened. And I'd be like, okay, well, we'll deal with yeah, it. Yeah, I guess that's a, that's a fair point. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. the lack of confidence sometimes comes and plays a role where, you know, it, it undermines common sense or a better judgment you know yeah that's true i mean because emo- i mean emotions typically do right that's kind of that that's the drawback to letting them kind of run you mm-hmm. right is that they they cloud your judgment and usually any decision you're making while you're in an emotional state is usually not the right one correct correct right? it's, and whether you're happy or sad correct or angry any high level of emotion will generally cloud better judgment if you're super happy you might be putting more money down Right. And losing it all on a gambling. Taking, taking like more gambling, risk. Taking more risk. It, yeah. If you're super sad, you may be creating stories in your mind that actually aren't real. If you're really angry, you may overreact to a situation in such a way that will be more detrimental to everyone involved. You yeah. know, like there are so many negatives to even positive emotions that we associate with that honestly, just take that moment, take the breath. Yep. You know, take. I mean, this is, yeah, you're right, 100%. Take some this time. Is, it's something I learned, and you know, it's funny because we learn these lessons throughout our lives, and sometimes we forget them, right? And yeah. this is a, this is a perfect example of something that I learned a long time ago when I started working at Shimano, and it's that you know we went to a seminar, a business seminar, um, and one of the speakers said, you know, a lot of times success and hard times are both the worst enemy of a business because when you're successful, a lot of people in a business will feel their that their trajectory will not change, right? And then they start over-investing, right. over-extending, right? And then when things do change, there's nothing in the bank, there's no cushion, mm-hmm. there's no, you know, they, they, they're they stuck, right? And then the the reverse of that happens too when I, sometimes when things are going badly, you're not being creative. Right. You're not you're you're being overly conservative. Well, you cut your marketing department, right? Right? Like, yeah, exactly. You <laughs> there cut, goes all of creative, right? You cut your marketing department. You pull back. You try to be conservative. You try to hold on to as much as you can and mm-hmm. not lose it. And they said, well, in reality, is at that worst moment is when you need to be the most open to creativity right. and the most open to other options, unique and ideas, and thoughts and and manners exactly. in which to promote. You need those fresh ideas and those fresh avenues because clearly the one that you have been using is now done 
right? It's run yeah. its course. So you need something else. And and so he says in those two instances, and it's and this is true not just for businesses. This is true, like you just said, for us personally in our lives. Even when you're wheeling, you come across a hard obstacle, yeah. right? Like you know, in mountain biking, we always say momentum is your friend because what tends to happen when you're scared is you want to be overly conservative and 99% of the time, that's what's going to send you over the bars. Have you ever gone off a ledge really, really slow because you were scared? Yes, versus, and gone right in my face. Yeah, and versus gone off it at a decent speed and surprised yourself? I can tell you that every time a ledge, a drop-off that's, that's more than I was expecting, call it three or four-foot drop, mm-hmm. I've come around a bend, I'm hauling ass down a hill, and I come around a bend, Every single time it surprised me and there was nothing for me to do but accept my fate, <laughs> it, it worked out. Yeah. Every time I had warning and I chose to avoid the the drop where I thought it was too dangerous or too much, it went south. Yeah. That's if that says anything, right? Is is look, be confident in your skills, be confident in what you've done. For me, mountain biking, I've been doing it my entire life, and I know I know how to take that. Mm-hmm. If I'm coming in hot. All I know, look, man, the only thing you got to do is hold on to the bike and keep the rubber side down. Yep. The bike will do the work. You just got to hold on and keep the rubber side down. That's it. The best times I've ever had on a mountain bike are when it's felt like a roller coaster, where yeah. suddenly I'm on a rail. And yes, I've just kind of kept my eyes forward and trusted that the bike was going to do its job. Yep. And every exactly time it. I've ever fucked up, like I think when I got my concussion even, I had put maybe actually in that point I was putting a little bit too much faith in my bike and I needed to like balance it. So there's a balance, right? Yeah. There's, there's the happy side, right? Yeah. There's the, there's the overconfident. Right. Totally. But I remember there was this trail next to, uh, it's close to Irvine Lake. It's right up at the top of Jamboree. And you first like go down this major drop off. It's uh, oh, Santiago Oaks. Yeah. Santiago yeah. Oaks. So you go down this major drop off next to a massive tree. Right. And then, uh, you have to climb your ass off. Yes. You climb and climb, climb and climb, climb and climb. climb. Yeah. <laughs> Once you get to the top and you come down, there is this one section that drops off into these like this like steep kind of is the rocky section. The rocky yes. section that, and I went so slow and I almost completely lost my shit. Versus my friends who had gone ahead of me, just let go of the brakes. They just let go of the brakes yep. and they went for it. And it's like when you think about it, it's like their angle of descent was like they probably hit the next ledge and kept going yes. and the suspension absorbed it and they kept going. Meanwhile, me, I'm now dealing with like two feet of drop at like no speed. Exactly. Like, well, trying to walk and this to down. boot, you're probably tense. So oh. you're, you're stiff. Oh, you know, you're, you're holding on tight. You're tense. You're white knuckling. So now your body itself oh, so has bad. no, has you're, you're, you have less balance. You're not yep. fluid. Totally. It was so bad. And, and so I think life is like that too. Exactly. You know, it's like when those hard times come, have faith and confidence in yourself or in the people around you and lean on them, lean on, lean on what you know and move forward. And if it works out, awesome. And if it doesn't work out, well, I mean, it probably wouldn't have gone any different. Really. Yeah. You know and what? we've said this in other episodes in the past. I don't remember which one it was, but there was one where we talked about, look, at the end of the day, if you're listening to this episode, you're still here. Yeah. You've gone life through, is pretty good. Yeah, you've gone through a lot of shit in your life already. There's all you've had highs and you've had lows. Everyone has. So just the fact that you're listening to this, you know that nothing is forever, right? Yeah. Everything has an end, and that goes for highs and lows. Like if you're if you're experiencing this period of like utter success, you have to accept the fact that that's not forever. Yep. Right. And same thing if you're in this valley and. There's you don't see a light at the end of the tunnel and shit's just going sideways and you feel desperation and that there's no way this is this situation is going to change. All you have to do is keep the rubber side down and yep. hang on. Yep. It will change and it it eventually 
you'll be right back where you want to be. Yeah. I, I think that's awesome. I think that's really good words. And hopefully some of this shit is helping somebody out there out. Yeah. And, uh, and I know like we, we haven't really done a lot of this lately. And Not so I'm lately. Glad, I'm glad we had an opportunity. I think, you know, everything happens for a reason. And maybe the reason was that we kind of come back to center a little bit. Uh, what I think makes this podcast great is we do talk about off-roading, but we also talk about life because yeah. we are living one. Yeah, when we when we set out to do this right, the goal was to basically have the conversations, record the conversations that we have around the campfires with our friends, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's why we started doing it on the trails, right? Yeah. And what do you do with your friends? You talk about the day you had and how epic it was and how much fun it was and the trials that you experienced and overcame. But you also talk about life, right? Yeah. You also talk about, you know, Things that are going well, things that aren't going well, family, you know, goals, right? Yep. Those are all things that, you know, we all talk about. And I think this is no different. Totally. And, uh, you know, don't take don't take it just from me and Frank. I mean, even uh, the CEO over at KC, Alan, he's got crazy solid philosophies on life. And, you know, he'll be the first one to admit that he doesn't always follow everything to a T, but exactly. he's constantly working at it. Um, a couple things from him is, one realize that we all tell stories and that those stories aren't always the real story. Like yeah. it's just ones that we've created based off of. That's why I asked you, I'm like, what was your thought when that happened? What did you think I was going to do? Because these stories that we create in our minds set us up for either success or failure. And those are the walls we talk about, right? Like when we say you build up these walls and you build these barriers for yourself. Because right? there's a story being yes. said, like either nobody likes me or Maybe I'm it's not a, as good as I thought I maybe was. Maybe it's everybody likes me, and that's yeah. that's also on the far side, which Correct. is like, maybe not everybody likes you, bro. <laughs> right. like, you're not that great. you know. <laughs> but it's like all stories. It's all okay. stories we tell ourselves, and some people tell, them, tell themselves stories that are way too uh, complimentary. Some people tell themselves stories that are not complimentary enough. That are, that are cutting them down, cutting themselves down yeah, too much. Yeah, cutting themselves down. And you know, yeah. one thing I will say is like getting on that fucking Peloton bike, there's a couple of coaches that are just badass, and one of them is this one named Robin Arzon. Oh, yeah. Yep. And <laughs> yeah, no dude, Robin. she is like, what are you saying to yourself right now? Like, I hope it's kind. I hope it's, like, something positive because why the fuck would you be, like, telling yourself something negative? I'm like, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah, and I think about, like, what have I been telling about? Dude, this is hard. Dude, you're fat ass. Like, you're never going <laughs> to. You're like, why are you doing this why, to yourself? Why are you doing this? Like. God, like nothing's going to change. And, and you'd like, think that like having a cycling background that I would be better at that because especially mountain biking, I always mm -hmm. told people, look, you can road bike and you can mountain bike. But if you're a mountain biker, you're a glutton for pain. Yeah. Because you don't do anything. You don't do anything fun without paying it on the front end in spades. Right. Right. You're climbing your ass off. You're working hard. Unless you got an e-bike. Unless you got an e-bike. That's, 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 that's true. Like, <laughs> God damn it. That's so that's so cheating. That's total cheating. Unless you got an e-bike. Yeah. You. The business equivalent is if you got you got a you got a fifty million in the bank and you're like you can make mistakes you know like right. it's, okay, it's all good. Your dad's a CEO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but okay. Yeah, it's true though. You're right. You're totally right. The second thing that that Alan did actually recently that really made me stoked is we came into January and we actually came into January super solid, like yeah. where everybody's yeah. positive, everybody's happy, and he goes. We can't let off the gas. Like, we don't know what January is going to look like. Right. Our, our budget's set, but we have no idea if it's going to change. He's not taking it for granted. Right. He's not saying 2020, we did really well, so 2021. There's fucking, no way it could change in 2021, right? Yeah, he's, he's all, being reasonable. He, we all want full steam ahead, and we are. But at the same time, it's like, well, 
prepare like like prepare yourself for the best case situation also prepare yourself for the worst case situation yeah. it's like you know don't don't take it for granted and i like that he doesn't because it makes me feel more confident about like where we're going with the company and how we're doing it's like we're not going to just rest on our laurels and be like all right we did it yeah you got a few years now of just like massive positive growth and we're good yeah we're, we've arrived and we're untouchable yeah fuck that yeah no dude be hungry yes keep hustling keep working hard and i and i think if me and my team do everything that we're supposed to do in in collaboration with the rest of the team dude it's going to be an it's going to be an amazing year but we cannot take our foot off the gas yeah you know and so that's like life too it's like you know just because things are going well it's like well think about consider all the things that you've done in your life that have helped it go well and don't take don't take your foot off that pedal and it's like at the same time enjoy the scenery yes for sure enjoy the scenery yeah live life and enjoy what you're accomplishing and but just don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. Yeah. I mean, I, sometimes I want to tell my wife, it's like, why are you working so hard? Like, why are you taking on every fucking client that, you know, is willing to come on? And you're like, she has a family law practice and you're always stressed out. It's like, but I don't, I, I never say that because in the back of my head, I'm like, she's building something. Yeah. She knows what she was. She's, she's got a, she has a vision, right? Of where she wants, where she's, where yeah, she wants to go and with none this. of us know where that sweet spot is, where she can finally take her foot off the gas yet. You right. Know, maybe when she's got like 10, 15 years. Right. We'll have a better understanding, but for now, it's like I guess my number one job is just to support her. I also think it's important to. This is something I've recently started doing um, in the last year. Is when you're looking back at the times that were good, mm-hmm. right? Is to not just look at what you were doing, but take stock in the situation that you were in, mm-hmm. and the people that were there, and that fostered that situation. Mm-hmm. Right, like who were you surrounding yourself? And this was really evident, I think. Like, for let's take Casey summer camp for example, Mm -hmm. right? Like when we did the summer camp thing, like there was a lot of stuff, personal growth and fun and adventures that seemed like, like they were just magically happening. Right. Right. Like, and we know they weren't right behind the scenes. There was a lot of decisions, a lot of struggles, a lot of things that maybe didn't go right. But on the front side, you didn't see that. You didn't see us going. You didn't see me and the team going to fucking like whatever their local grocery store was right. like five times. And God knows what we would have done had we been in some remote, remote location. Totally. <laughs> right. And, and I think that what, what that shows you is that even your successes aren't, they're not in a, they're not in this sterile laboratory. They're not in a bubble. Sure. Right. All of your successes and your failures, right. Are, I mean, life's a team effort, man. Straight. I guess that's what I'm getting at. Right. Is that even if you don't feel that you're part of a team, and you feel that you're doing this alone, you never are, right? Even as whether you're an individual or a business, you have your family, your wife, your significant other, right? You have uh, banks that you've got to deal with and lawyers and, and employees, right? And so even if you feel that you're not on a team, you are. Yeah. You are. In life. Sur- yes, exactly. You are on a team. Okay. you like it or not. Let's, uh, let's tie this back into off-roading because I know everyone, there's some people who are going to give us a one-star review on <laughs> Amazon or whatever uh, yeah. on on iTunes and be like, these pretentious assholes don't even talk about off- off-roading. Yeah. All right. Let's break it down. So Kate the Jeep, awesome build, fun build. A lot of people like know about it now. It's been a great opportunity for me to be within the industry and has led to all of this. Where did it start? Okay. I got stuck. Okay. From getting stuck. I went to my boss, uh, the head of the marketing department, Dave Larson, and Tom Davin, the CEO of 511 at the time. Yeah. They signed off on me moving forward. Cool. Got buy-in from the media guy who got one of his videographers to do a a clip, landed in 50-plus stores, 
nationwide in 5.11 uh, from that build. My buddy Alex decided to video like tape certain segments of the build, which allowed me to get discounts or parts sponsored for the Jeep. The name of 5.11 also availed me the opportunity and the access to get sponsors for the Jeep. From there, it was uh, Luke from, uh, from Rig Supply. Rig, Rig Supply who then introduced me at first was like, you know, his business model actually aligned with building a Jeep, but then he, he went high, like fully into like the pivot, pivot, which then really didn't make as much sense, but he still helped me. He got me in touch with Brad, excuse me, Brad Myers from, uh, from KC. Brad Myers got me in touch with Todd from Snowmaster. (laughs) So on and so on. But that's the team, right? That's the team. That's the team. And so anyway, I could easily say, I built this. Exactly. Because it was me. I got these my sponsors. Hustles, my sweat I hustled. I did hustle. And you did. Absolutely. No discredit it. to the to the effort and the vision that you had right. and the drive that you contributed to make this happen. Bro, going to my kids at the time, uh, preschool, I I meet a guy who had a really cool built truck with this Romer sticker on the side named Tony yeah. Gabano. Tony introduces me to fucking... John Rook. I was about to go into cahoots with some other shop who actually wasn't um, always made me feel a little like cautious, always made me feel like, you know, he seems like right off the bat wanted like me to do a lot more for him. Like, you know, and we hadn't even started. Yeah. And so Tony introduces me to John from Castle Fab. You know, like that's what I'm saying. It's like all these things led to this being a success. And I can't say it was just me. Sure, if I didn't exist, this wouldn't have happened. Fine. Yeah, that's that's true. But if these people also didn't give of themselves to help me get further, if if you and I, when we met, you weren't willing to take your uh, rigs and coffee event and turn that into rig for dirt. Yeah. Well, we'd only have a podcast, maybe. right? You know, or maybe we would try to be doing video stuff and then it wouldn't have worked out because nobody has that time right. to edit right. like Brad from Trophy <laughs> Gone, you know, and, and it wouldn't have gone anywhere, you know? No, totally. Here we are three years later, you know, I didn't do this. Right. You yourself didn't do this. We did it as a team and as we support from other people who've supported us throughout the years. And right. To get to the point where we are now, same way with this Jeep. If it wasn't for all, like Martin from Milestar, yeah. we'll, we'll get into Milestar when we talk about uh, Lytle Creek in a, in a bit, um, in, a, in a quick bit, I promise. We'll get to the awkward shit. <laughs> um, but it's like Martin from Milestar single-handedly has not only put his own blood, sweat, and tears into this shit. That's true. he's actually welded on my Jeep. He's yep. actually spent an entire Saturday. Like we only have so many Saturdays in our lives. There's like a really cool calendar you can buy online that shows you how many weekends you have in your life. That are right. Left, right. And oh, that's it's not cool. A, it's not a lot. It's not a lot when you factor in that family and friends and totally. Family and yeah. friends and children and all that, Special, right? Special, yeah, commitments. Yeah. And, yeah. So him giving me an entire Saturday. And then on top of it, putting his neck out, introducing me to people that he has very personal relationships with and allowing that personal relationship to now be my relationship and basically vouching for me to say, he's all right. He actually comes through. He delivers. Right. right. So if you guys have any consideration or any thoughts on doing it, it would be a good call. That's that's how he's like positioning. And then, you know, of course, there's there's a responsibility on your part when somebody does that. It's like, you better come through. Right. Like, don't fuck that it's person. It's not just your name on the yeah. line. Yeah. Like, don't fuck that person unless you buy him dinner and you really give him a good time. Like, you know, like <laughs> don't don't ruin what somebody's gone out of their way to help you with. So yeah. I I could never say 
I'm self-made. I'll always say sponsor built. Yeah. I'll always say done on the backs of others. Like I can never claim. And anyone who says different is full of shit. Yeah. Yeah. You hustled. Yeah. You made relationships, but if it wasn't for the fact that they gave a fuck about what you were trying to sell or do the fact that, or they didn't have some trust or some confidence in yeah. you. Or, yeah. or some kind of reciprocity. Like, yeah. so you worked for like a company or you were able to provide a service. Like, you know, there's, there's, there's always a give and a take. And, and often the give is overlooked. You right. think just the fact that you took something. Made you won. It, it's made over it that, and you won. And it was your, it was all you. Right. But it's not all you, no. bro. It's not. So anyways, I won't, I won't fucking beat a dead horse, but it's like self-made is cool. But self-made is nothing without the support of yeah, those. Yeah, self-made is is a misnomer. Like if an actor says they're self-made, yeah. well, you're only made because people care about you. Right. So if it wasn't for them, if you had no audience, where would you be? Right. Would yeah. you Would you still be successful if you have no fucking no one to like listen to your shit? Yeah. If no one bought your tickets or bought your music, you'd be nowhere. You're thankful right? for those who support you. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You should and be that's, at least. And that's what I mean. Like you can call it a team. There's lots of words for it. There's re- there's relationships. Mm-hmm. There's team. There's you know, fostering and nurturing and all that kind of stuff, right? In ways that we describe or other people describe what we're talking yeah. about. No matter what you call it, you know, being a good person, whatever, karma, whatever, whatever you call it, the point is, is that we're none of us are in this alone. Yeah. They're, we're all connected. We all lean on others and we, you know, we do our best to, to put out and give back. Totally. So, you know, we're almost, we've almost rambled on for like an hour. Hopefully you got your life lesson (laughs) and you got your Tony Robbins moment. And like, I want you all to go out there and fucking kill it now. Um, cause you're ready. (laughs) Yes. Um, uh, just go ahead and, uh, Venmo us $29.99 for the session. We'll send you a CD. Um, we'll send you a CD. Um, <laughs> floppy. We'll send you a floppy disk. A floppy. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> Challenge number one. Get this to play. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that'd be so funny. Here's your first hurdle that's, in life. That's my next marketing <laughs> strategy is like floppy drives. People are like, what the fuck? What do I do with this? Yes, exactly. What do you do with this? Go to Urban Outfitters and you buy one of those vintage floppy drive players. Urban I don't Outfitters. I don't even know if they have it, but I, if anybody. It would be Urban Outfitters. <laughs> if anybody has it. I don't know if that's funny or sad. <laughs> Urban Outfitters probably has like an external floppy drive that you could plug into your Mac. Oh, if oh you ever God. needed to hit up a hipster, it's to find a driver <laughs> of floppy disk. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, um, I hope you're cracking up because we're cracking ourselves yeah, up. Those of you who are laughing, you're our people. And yes. those of you who are not laughing, go ahead and unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lido Creek. Lido Creek was bitching. So. Lido Creek was bitching. I'll straight up, like, if on paper, if you were just looking at the stats of what we did, it looks small. We didn't go super far. Yeah, we didn't go super high. We didn't go super high. We had like six thousand feet. I yeah, think we hit yeah. something like that. But it was uh, it was a good time. It was uh, right after the, one of the first major snowfalls of the year. It's, yeah, the here in SoCal. Snow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, natural snow and uh, Lido Creek is kind of like a locals only kind of spot where it's about I don't know forty odd minutes, forty five minutes east of uh, Riverside up to fifteen. And I mean, it's funny like you get. You get the shittiest cars at the bottom, and then it gets a little bit better, a little That's bit better, right. a little bit better. They, you have this stratification yeah. of like... <laughs> it's, there's, the strata is amazing. Yeah, you have like at the lower <laughs> level, you have 
shitty cars and family cars. Yeah. Cars that are not meant to be out there. People who aren't even wearing the right clothes. They're not the wearing snow, the right clothes. They they're coming out. I mean, they're minivan. We saw yeah. minivans yeah. out minivans there, right? All that kind of, you name it, right? It's, it's basically, it's the general population. Yeah. It's like, like a total shit show. Then you get like, then you get up higher and the cars are a little bit more capable. You get trucks, you know, maybe they have four wheel drive or all wheel drive like Subarus, whatever. A couple of crossovers. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All wheel drives. Yeah. And then you get to the next shit show, which is, okay, we all think we have capable cars, but we're all going to fucking like position like in this one spot and like party. Yes. Which it's a good kind of shit show. It's like a fun shit show. It's like, honestly, it's, like it's kind of like a circus, but if you but, guys were down, I would have. Dude, we would have ended up with fucking some like carne asada tacos totally. out of that. Oh, right? If like, we would have stopped in that in that crowd, we probably would have ate pretty well. Yeah, we probably would have. Dude, this, it smelled good. Yeah. The vibe was high. Um, there was a gate and everyone was kind of like up to that gate. It almost seemed like they were trying to figure out how to open that gate. Um, but And then there was also a little show where everyone who thought like their vehicle was capable realized it wasn't by trying to go up a little tiny hill. Right. Off to the right of that hill was this big snowy kind of. Uh, um, like dry lake bed or creek river creek, bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Area that a lot of people were getting stuck in as well, and so that was like, you know, second barrier to entry. We were able to traverse that. Super and then we easy. had that little hill climb that we had the rock. And then uh, we the got rocky section. Then we got to the rocky section where by this time, not too many vehicles, a couple here and there. Correct. There was like one TJ, I think, kind of stuck or whatever he was doing. I, I don't think he was going much farther than where he was. Um, that's another, right. He ended up backing up and yeah. just pulling off the road and, and watching us. And watching like, us. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It was like the show, right? And uh, and this is where kind of what I, what I was talking about earlier, where me and uh, American Overland, and actually you. I was right behind, yeah. I was right behind uh, Eric, I think. Eric. But me and Eric got up like no fucking problem with those miles. So when I first got the Milestars, Martin from Milestar did tell me, he goes, Ali, these, these fucking run great in the snow, actually. And I was always thought it was weird that he actually made it he a point. He pointed that out. He yeah. pointed that out because I'm like, dude, I'm barely in the snow. I'm always in the mud or dirt or rocks, right? But he did point that out uh, as if it was like some feature. Well, fuck, yeah, it's a feature because I had zero issues going up this little hill. And it was kind of a steep approach and there was like a good 60 feet 50 to 60 feet that you had to traverse to get up this hill and over and on. right and so i got up over and on and i parked and then uh actually you were behind me and then you got up oh that's right that's right because we were the only two that were up there yeah and we were waiting for everyone else to try and clear this obstacle yeah no offense but you slid a little bit oh totally no I but you got up yeah but, which is awesome because you per- you persisted and you managed to get up and then Eric, no problem. The magnets got me. That's what happened. The magnets. Yeah. The tree magnets. The trees. So, yeah. so we realized that there's magnets in trees. In case you didn't know, all the trees, when it snows, have magnets. Super, super heavy duty magnets. Strong magnets. They, I don't they care will. what direction you're facing. I don't care what direction you think you're going. I don't care if you think you're going downhill. Mm-hmm. You will eventually go to a tree. And if you're reversing, they're invisible. They're, yeah, that too. They turn invisible. It's amazing. It's <laughs> your crazy. Your camera will not see them. Yeah, like suddenly your vehicle stops and you're like, why is my vehicle stopped? They're well, like vampire trees. Tree. They're like, they're, they don't have a reflection. <laughs> so I, def- I definitely put my Evo tire carrier to the test and it yeah. succeeded. Um, but uh, but yeah, and then Matt Vaness got up and then we didn't see anybody for a while. Right. It took a good like half a four, half hour, 40 minutes before we saw anybody else. And at this point, I'm I'm just like, fuck, this is a total bust. And little did I know that people were actually having fun trying to fucking get up this little hill. They were having fun trying to, yeah. They were pulling out their gear, their max tracks, their winch. Dead man like, off-road. Yeah, dead fucking man. Yeah. Body bag. Like, everything came out. 
everything came out. The Max Trucks came out. The the body bag came out. The winches. Yep. People pulled line, um, and uh, eventually Francis and Sam got up. Unfortunately, Matt Schultz, right, whose tires are hard as fuck. Like yeah. the guy's been running on some old shit, which I'm gonna correct soon. Uh, I'm gonna give him my 38s off my Jeep. Um, he, he he couldn't make it up that little hill and. He ended up just staying down there, and we eventually just had to go back. We just turned around, yeah. Which was a bummer. Um, but one thing that I was stoked on is I was having fun. Like, I was romping. I took freaking bonus lines. I, yeah. You know. Yeah, you did. That Jeep did so well in the snow that, you Do you know, think the weight was actually a positive in that case? I think because so, you were yeah. able to kind of get traction? So that's the thing. Like, you know, the Jeep weighs in about 7,200 pounds. I had yeah. to do weighing because we're in the midst of a major... Third, I would call it the third generation of the build on the JK. Totally. On, on Kate. And she's 7,200 pounds, and I think that weight just plants you. And I think, you know, doing the Rubicon with the I Can't Pretend, with the weight kind of position in the back, I could feel my front end coming up. Back in the day when I was running the uh, Free Spirit Recreation all the time, the four-person tent, which I still have, it almost plants your front end. The whole thing. The whole right? thing. Just, yeah, so because so it, it, it almost goes the length. Yeah, yeah, it almost goes the length of your vehicle. So it's it's still putting a lot of weight. It's like if you if you consider a toy car and putting the weight on all the weight on the back. Well, when you go up something, it's going to flip over. Correct. If you take that same weight and you distribute it across the top, well, now it's planted, right? So there's something to be said about everyone looks at overland rigs or vehicles with tents and they think, Oh, well that's fucking top heavy or center of gravity. All true. But there's also something to be said that now you have almost like a hand pushing down on yeah, the front. Exactly. And it's keeping you kind of planted. I mean, that's, that is the equation for, for traction. Right? And, it's, yeah. and it's creating traction because right. you're now heavy. Right? Yeah. So there's a couple, you know, and, and granted you're much better off with no weight up top. Right. For sure, because your engine is plenty heavy, and you know if you're a standard overland rig with a fridge in the back, well, then the back end is pretty heavy because you have cabinets and whatnot. So there's it's both sides. But if you are if you are running a tent, almost having your tent positioned a little bit further forward is not the worst idea. I will say the two guys that had the best traction, you and Eric, aside from both of you running the mile stars, both of you also had the most gear. Yeah, rooftop tents, yeah, cabinet systems, fridge, all yep. that, and. There's something to be said about that, you know, like, which is why I've been, I haven't been fully like, I didn't care so much about having to go full aluminum. Yeah. It would be much lighter, probably get better gas mileage. Um, and see, that's interesting because that. that's what I'm doing, right? I'm going full aluminum everything. Which is fine. Yeah. I mean, it's still going to be heavier than what you have. And the reason I did that is because, yes, it is still a little heavier. Like I'm adding maybe 20 pounds here mm-hmm. and 30 pounds there, yeah. um, 40 pounds. Um, but my rest, my reasoning was that. We don't. We do snow a couple times a year at most. Sure, but we do desert, mud, everything else all the time. Yeah, right. And so I was like, ah, and we do a lot of highway, right? We got to get to where we're going, mm-hmm. right? And so, so that was my reasoning. But I definitely saw the case, like when we did Lytle Creek for the other, for the opposite. Yeah, right. And I mean, obviously, the other, you know, from an armor perspective, right? There's that from a functional armor perspective, yeah. right? The benefits that you get from steel. But I definitely saw. The, both the tires, the weight, and also the drivers. Like there was a definite like difference. You could tell the drivers that knew how to negotiate. Big dicks. Yeah, big driver IQ yep. for sure. They knew how to negotiate um, slippery surfaces and and how and slide and right and how to turn with the slide and yep. and how to like be easy be like you know easy and consistent on the throttle so you're not spinning out yep. and you're generating traction. Totally. Right there was there was definitely like you could see the separation. Dude, pro, pro tip in the snow. 
throw it into four low. Yeah. Keep it in like fifth, sixth gear. Put your uh, rear lockers on and have some fun. That's what I did. I put my locker. I put the rear locker yeah. on. I kept it in low, and I just let. You're in drift mode, bro. Yeah. You're I just in let total it do its thing. Yeah. Yep. Didn't fight it too much because you do because right the big the wor- one of the worst things you can do is fight the slide. Yeah. Right. When you start fighting it and trying to go the opposite direction and throttle it, you're just gonna spin around and make it worse. Yep. So. Yeah, it's definitely um, it's a good experience. I think everybody should at least learn to drive because even you, the 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 property is the same in in when you do hydroplane or you're in a wet mm-hmm. conditions and you start to slide. Yep. The the inertia and the properties are the same. So I'd say if you have a chance to to learn to drive in snow or icy conditions, definitely do it in a safe place. But learn how your vehicle reacts to that, yep. and learn what techniques help you maintain some control because you're never going to have a hundred percent. Totally. Yeah. So. You know, and then even if you have to go front lockers, it's really easy to steer. Yeah, snow, yeah, know, it's true. Even locked up. So, and that was our challenge: is that most of the trail ended up being iced over. Yeah. So that was like the real hard part. Thankfully, the the trails were well bermed, right? So as long as you weren't going too fast, the berm would it was like bumper cars almost, like like playing with like like bowling with bumpers, right? And and, and I was there was a section where I was going straight sideways mm-hmm. down the trail, right? And so if those if I was going if I was going too fast. For sure, I would have gone over the berms. Right, right. But the fact that I wasn't, I would just my I would feel my rear tire hit the berm, and then the truck would straighten back out. The front end yeah. would swing back around. <laughs> so you just gotta be careful. You know, there's yeah. oncoming traffic. There's other people. A lot of people don't know how to drive in the snow. So. And learn to use the magnets in the trees. Help you. <laughs> <laughs> learn to harness the magnetism. Don't go by yourself either. That's true. Go with friends. You know, you'll with winches with recovery gear, like a minimum max tracks. The max tracks were hugely helpful. Yeah. Um, that was the first time I'd seen. I, I actually give a lot of credit to Dead Man, um, because there in that situation, the one thing that we did have an abundance of was trees. Yeah. So when you pull out the tree with a um, with a block, right? You can and you can you can change the direction of your line. Yep. Right. Um, that really came in handy. A snatch block? A snatch block, yeah. Like that really. Doubles, triples, quadruples, depending on how you set it up. Yeah. But it also allows you to work with the angles, mm-hmm. right? It also allows you to change the direction because, of the pull. Exactly. Because you had, for instance, Francis was almost parallel to Sam, but Sam was on one part of the trail. Francis was next to him, but right. stuck. But he needed, him, he needed him to go backwards, not he over. He needed him to go backwards. So right. they set up the dead man bag as a tree, as a tree strap, exactly. basically, around a very large tree, put on a snatch block. Managed to get from Sam's winch through the snatch block to Francis and pulled him backwards. Yep. And then also remember, especially when you're on icy, snowy conditions, um, if you're higher up than the person below you and your weight's around the same, you're probably going to move. Yes, especially that. Yeah, exactly. So you want to make sure that you're kind of below, that you have a good angle or that you can actually strap the back of your rig to a fixed object. Yep. So that when you start to pull... You're not going to get moved forward, especially in icy conditions or sand or anything like that. Like, yeah, absolutely. The 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 it, it, this is just common gravity or even friction, right? Mm-hmm. The one with the least resistance is the one that's going to yep. move. Yep. Right. So if you can position yourself to have gravity on your side by being lower, or to to anchor yourself, because you're talking about two big tundras. Yep. Right. And one's buried. If one is stuck. Exactly. That means his friction is greater. Exactly. Than your friction, who are not stuck. Who's sitting on ice. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And brakes don't work so well on ice. No. <laughs> so, anyways, pro tip, like, uh, um, actually not pro, but, you know. Just experience. Just, just learn. Ex- we, something that we learned. Experiential tip. Yeah. Um, I, I learned that one, like, uh, actually two days before we went out to Lytle, because that would, that would be my third trip to Lytle. Yeah, you went week. out there because you're so close, right, with the family. Yeah, so I kept taking the boys up, and every time I went up, I pulled somebody out of something. 
And uh, the second time I went up, I pulled uh, a big Bronco um, who was fully just stuck in a, in a wedge. Um, and I realized that as I was trying to winch him up, my Jeep was just pulling forward. And so what I ended up doing and he ended up doing was he got his cousin with one anchor point above him. I can, I kept my winch line to a snatch block connected to him. And then I threw it in reverse and I just reversed. Uh, so I was really digging into the, the road yeah. and we got him up and out. Um, but it was, it was, a it was a unique experience to where I realized, oh shit, like his weight is actually forcing me to move forward. Like totally, especially the vehicles heavier he, than you. He was winching me. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's which, which is exactly what it was, yep. you know? So, I mean, it's the equivalent of like you hooking up to a tree, right? Mm-hmm. That thing's not going to go anywhere. So what's going to happen? You're going to pull towards the yeah. tree. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, but, uh, but we, uh, we hung out. We did our podcast with Eric. <laughs> we did our podcast, um, and we, you know, what's you know what I, I loved about Lytle Creek too, which added to the stoke. Aside from the fact that we were already high and happy and like you know high on our emotions, we and were not fun. high. No, high. not 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 like literally. Um, was that how many people were like waving? Yeah, and and recognizing yeah. like Rig for Dirt, recognizing Kate, yeah. like having a good time, and they were just coming by saying hey and waving and honking. It was it was gosh, it was so. I'm it sorry, cool. guys. It was I'm like so a, sorry. It was like, hey, look at those dudes. Now we sound like the pretentious assholes that people have reviewed us to be. Um, right. Which is fine. I'll be that. Um, but I don't know. People people wave and people like will text us and be like, hey, I saw you. And that's if I don't so... wave back, I, I will accept the pretentious badge. Yeah. But that's not what happens. But it's so cool. It's cool. And like I said in our podcast with Emily yesterday, like I'm not on Instagram because I don't care about being liked. Anybody who says, oh, they don't care, well, then why are they even posting pictures? Yeah, why are you here? <laughs> why don't they have a private account that's right. locked that is only to their mom, dad, mother-in-law, father-in-law, brother-in-law, sister? <laughs> you know, yeah. why is it not to their direct family and kids that they grew up with in high school? Because everybody wants to show a little piece of their life and hope that whatever the fuck they're doing is interesting enough for other people to be like, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool, Thumbs man. up. Good heart. job. Here's yeah, a heart. Exactly. Here's a DM. And if you're not, then you're probably lying to yourself. Yeah, just be I'm, honest. I'm thinking. So I will be the first to say that every time I get a like on Instagram, I'm stoked. Every time that somebody follows the account, I'm stoked. And, you know, when people don't follow the account, that's a bummer fully. Uh, but it is what it is. And you, that's just part of it. But, yeah, like it's cool that people appreciate or get inspired by something I'm doing. And so it, it emboldens me and it makes me want to do more and want to keep doing it. And, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's people that will say like, oh, yeah, you're fucking full of yourself because you're, you know, getting attention or you're just looking for attention. It's like, yeah, all of us are looking for fucking some kind of attention. I think as humans, we want to be united together. We want to yes. be part of the group. We want there, is, to be, there is an inherent drive for community. We want a crowd. You right. know, we want we want people that we can definitely trust and and, and have a community to be part of. And uh, Instagram just amplifies that in right. such a unique way facebook for me is more along the family line where yeah. it's actually people i'm really connected with or understand like i don't accept anyone's like follow requests who right. i don't know in some real capacity but instagram it's like fucking free for all like i'm just here to be a almost like a public servant like yeah what exactly. did i put on my jeep okay i'm going to spend the next 20 minutes telling you what's on there why i chose what i chose and that's that's a good point because that's honestly that's a lot of the reason that i think both you and i do this is because people do ask mm-hmm. and we like to share, right? Yeah. Like I wanna I wanna be as helpful as I can. And you know, the only way I can do that is I can't call every single one of you at home, right? right. And you can't call me. So I need to find a way to amplify the message and reach as many of you as possible to help you out. Hey, there's an app for that. It's called community. It's, <laughs> it's called community. 
And uh, um, Gary Gary Benerchuk, Gary V. Yeah, he's behind it. Oh, really? And it's like it gives you your own cell phone number or text message number that you can then send out to your community, right? And they can directly message you, which sounds like hell to me. I was me. gonna say, do you want that? <laughs> no, because I don't. I mean, I love the fact that I have. But it's like, like a direct a line to LeBron James, right? You know, which is kind of cool for a lot of people, and yeah. they feel like they can connect. And you know, the reality is. It's his assistant. It's his assistant or it's a social <laughs> media manager or somebody who's going to be answering your, your yeah. requests. But, you know, it's interesting to see people like kind of try to push into existing technology and turn it into like a social tool. But I think there's something special when your friends have your number. Yeah. Your actual friends. And right. then there's something special when on Instagram, a totally random person reaches out and says, hey, you inspired me to do X, Y, Z. I'm wondering why you decided to go this way because I was kind of on the fence. Totally. And you get to interact and you get to tell them. Um, and then there's a lot of self-validation where I have not yet dealt with all my emotional and, uh, um, esteem issues to where I do get a various amounts of like personal self-esteem that grows from having people like either look up to the build or tell me something I said, help them yeah. out. And you there's know, definitely a degree of validation that yeah, falls there's, into there's some validation Even for the podcast. Like when we have the rig for dirt page on Instagram, like a lot, like the fact that we build a following there is, is not for us. It's validation that we're on the right track, Yep. right? That people yep. are listening, people are enjoying it. And let's be honest. Yes, we do this for us because we love it and we enjoy it. But if nobody listened, would we still be doing no, it? No, fuck no. There's right? other things I can do today. Right. I still actually have a project that's waiting for me to go back to <laughs> on the Jeep. Um, and so, Anyways, with all that said, I mean, look, it is what it is. I, I do this social thing because, A, I get that little endorphin hit, and then, B, I really like having a larger community of people that seem to care. And it can be argued that, you know, they don't really know me. And it's true. But every time I've ever gone out, for the most part, like 95%, I would say, and met people out there, They've been nothing but supportive, caring, um, friendly, and fun. Yeah, good people. Good people. Absolutely. So it's one thing I really enjoy it's about this. my experience this. as well. That 5% could go kick rocks, though. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, one thing I do want to kind of announce is, and I know you've got some plans for your, uh, for your FJ, but for the Jeep, uh, for Kate. So right now, I am preparing to do Chocolate Thunder during primetime at King of the Hammers. Woo! I know, I know Dave's got his permits and Dave Cole, who's the organizer of that event and he's ready to go. I am, uh, I'm going all in. I'm do, I'm taking one of the heavier fucking rigs up that route. Are you going to leave the water and the tents and all that stuff on I'm top of the truck? everything. Wow. So there's, there's a few different scenarios and I think they're all positive. So yeah. I'll flip it positive. I won't make it. I tried. Actually, I think that might be a negative or I'll make it and that's yeah. a total positive. If I don't make it, it'll validate all the people heckling, but it'll let me use my recovery gear, get up to the winch point, and winch my ass up. No matter what, I'm getting up there. So my own ignorance, but what happens when you get to the top? Do you have? Is there a way out, or do you have to come back down? No, there's, there's a way out. Okay. It, it loops around, <laughs> and you come back down. It's a fucking zoo. So the, the idea came about when we did that, I think, episode two or three, and we were at King of the Hammers with Rebel That's Off-Road. Right. And I had to he- I had to head out. You I think I had to head out. Well, that, I was heading out too. I told you, yeah, let's go. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then you ended up going Had I told to- you, you probably would have came with me, but I wasn't even planning on doing it. And then I look in my rear view mirror and I see all these lights. Yeah. And I turn and I look and I'm like, something's happening. It's all happening over there. Right. And, I'm out, and I'm out here there. now, so <laughs> I'm already here. <laughs> and I'm here and it's like, I got a good two and a half hour drive in front of me. Fuck it. Right. Flipped a bitch, went to where that light was, parked my rig, walked. 
and just saw Mad Max. I saw fucking Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome going down live in front of me. Right. Like two rigs enter, one rig leaves. Like <laughs> it was the biggest zoo that I've ever experienced. And I saw shit flying through the air in the shape of dildos, which turns out they were dildos. I saw fire pits like getting made alongside the road, the path. I saw vehicles stuck. I saw vehicles bumper carring it. Like I saw so much shit. Like and just one, this crazy like chaos like zoo. I saw the best. I saw the best of off road in one spot. Yeah. I saw everything that I that I would want off road to be like. It was just fun. Like that's all you could. Do. There's three letters that you can apply to that: is fun or mad. You know, like mad in the term of crazy. Like yeah. it was crazy fun. Yeah. And uh, and I just stayed there and I took it in. And there was one guy who was stuck who was letting anyone else buy. So fucking it was like no go, right? So I'm like, all right, and I left. But I told myself, dude. And at that moment, I'm like, should I try to take the Jeep up, please? <laughs> and I'm like, no. No, you're not there. And I am glad I didn't because it could have been stupid and dumb. Yeah, whatever. yeah. But right now, I'm actually uh, working with Bilstein uh, USA, Ibach USA, who's actually really close to me. Um, I'm working with Curry Enterprises, and I'm working with Rebel Off-Road and uh, PSC Steering. And, uh, and we're working on rebuilding Kate. And turning her not only into a hardcore rock crawler, but also maintaining the full overland spec that she's been. So nothing's coming out. Everything's going in. Wow. If anything, the axles are coming off, the old axles, the 44s, and they're getting replaced with 60s. Um, so a lot of this, what you're doing is more so replacing the existing parts with more purpose-built parts specifically for how Kate is is kind of what the loadout is. On the steering on and axle side yeah. and everything, yeah. and uh, Even the suspension side. On the suspension side, well, yeah. heavily on the suspension side. I mean, Re Rebel's doing their uh, Recon uh, DSS, which is their dual shock system, um, which I'm stoked to have uh, yeah, that's, that's Bond, incredible. And, Bond yeah. and Evan part of and the team over at Rebel. Um, thank you, guys. And uh, and then, you know, the Bilstein piece is, I think Bilstein is just out to show people like, hey, we haven't been really doing much within this space, but... Let's. We want to show you what our suspension can actually do, and so they came on when I told them what the plan was, and they're really hyped on it. And then Ibach, everyone like from Icon to all kinds of companies, everyone uses fucking Icon spring or Ibach springs. Like they're yeah. just solid springs, and they're just they. That's what they do. That they're really good at. Um, so it made sense to partner with them. And then of course I blow through steering pumps. Like it's stupid. Like it's like, it's, it's something to do, which I hate. <laughs> like, like they're like, they're just this disposable. Oh God. It's, and it's the hardest, it's the hardest <laughs> pump to replace like that. I've had to replace already twice. So PSC came on board and I'm nothing but thankful for that. And then, uh, and then, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of mods that I got to do. And, um, I want to get the sound system a little bit louder before I go. And uh, I've got some plans for how I'm going to go about it, but, you know, it's gonna it's gonna show people what what a a new way of looking at an overland vehicle is, and that, yeah, you know, it's super capable. And and granted, financially now I'm in that place where it's no longer the everyman built. Yeah, it is definitely it's a, definitely evolved, but it's been an evolution, and it wasn't it wasn't like a it didn't start there, right? Correct. You've gone yeah. through a couple of versions of Kate to get it there. Well, it's interesting because I I first approached Curry and I said, hey, I want your 44. I remember this. And story, he goes, yeah. and he goes, well, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, here's my plan. Here's what I want to do. And you know, I've already got RCVs, so I'll just swap them in. And he's like, dude, it's either nothing or you're going 60s. You know, I'm like, oh fuck, okay, so we're going 60s. And it's like, <laughs> thank you very much. And you know, take my money. Um, 
But yeah, the progression was a standard Rubicon 44 front and rear axle set that got upgraded over a period of time. Like um, it got sleeved, it got the outer seas or inner seas gusseted, it got um, some skids, it got upgraded axles, you know, so on and so forth. And the rear got upgraded axles and, you know, upgraded gears. So yeah, it was a progression. It was a progression for like Rubicon. I put in the rear axles and rebuilt the front axles and, you know, everything was for a reason now it's like i want to go hang out with some bigger boys like a trail that you have buggies that go up in right right and you have some more purpose-built rigs where they don't care if they smash them or do whatever to them and there's a big risk that i will smash it and it is what it is um but it's going to be fun yeah it's going to be a cool story to tell and i'm kind of i think this might be it this might be the last major build for the year for kate do a lot of trails planning on doing moab um, going out doing the Rubicon again, doing four dice uh, with friends. And uh, this is going to be the year of content. Yeah. After this year, I don't know what the future brings. Um, I know, you know, there's there's other things on the horizon. Um, but I've never been the one who's like, okay, I'm going to sell my car and go get the Gladiator. I'm going to sell my... Right. Know, the Gladiator was an idea, but I just liked Kate so much. And I'm like, I can't see myself going through all of what I just went just through. Just doing it from scratch again. all over Fuck again. That, yeah, dude. That's so much work. That's kind of how I feel about the FJ, where the FJ has come to a... Such, I have such a, such an attachment to that vehicle mm-hmm. that I just don't want to sell it. Like, I don't want to sell it. I don't want to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy driving it. I enjoy using it and camping with it and off-roading with it. Like, I just... I feel very connected to it. Yeah. For sure, I don't, my wife's gonna end up buying the Bronco, so she's oh, she's, she's gonna get the new Bronco once once the four door comes out. So we were already planning that. So it's like you know what? I don't. I've always looked at the JL and been like, yeah, the stock factory suspension and the points are better than totally. But once you get into the level of build that like my Jeep is going to be, or like you know TJs out there that are, everything's already beyond stock anyways. Right. So that none of that shit matters. Right. Granted, the interior dash of a jail is fucking amazing. Yeah, they're way nicer. And the interiors, the interior was probably, a, I mean, is a massive upgrade for sure. Yeah, but that Kenwood system definitely helps me. Like, yeah. not, not worry so much about what that interior looks like. Anyways, um, yeah, man. I mean, I think the only other thing we did on the podcast that got lost was we talked about our favorite piece within the vehicle. I can't fully remember what mine was now um, that we talked about. But we did do a... This is the best piece of equipment that I'm stoked that I have. Didn't we do one of those? I think with Eric, we talked about condoing our rigs a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have one like off the top? I mean, can... I think I remember, I was. I don't know if it was that episode. I, I know I said that I really enjoyed the goose gear. That was a different episode? I think so. Yeah. Um, for me, the two that stand out, one, the goose gear is a game changer. Sure. I still love that. I still talk about it all the time. Whenever somebody asks me about interior modifications that changed my world, mm-hmm. it was the sleeping platform. Nice. It was being able to sleep comfortably warm and quiet, right? And so that made a massive difference. Um, the other one, the other game changer for me, which unless you've owned it, it's hard to, it's like, it's hard to say. It's almost like when people buy a Tesla, they're like, yeah, I knew you had all these like benefits and features and all that. But once you own it, you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. right? The power and all those. What changed it for me was a power tank. Okay. Like I was really on the fence because I was like, oh, I got to refill it and I got to, you know, keep, keep putting CO2 in there. maintenance in it, yeah. Right. And versus getting a compressor, right? And man, ever, I've never, ever looked back. Like I've never gone back and said, oh, maybe I should have got a compressor. Nope. Well, dude, when, I, when I'm standing there for 
20 minutes or whatever it is that yeah with my twin and then i've got a twin compressor airb yep. and you have a four and you have for the four the four hose yeah the innovative jk mount or what, i think he changed his name to something else now but i've got the i got the four hose yeah four tire system yep but i see you guys with your fucking power tanks and just like each tire is just getting done in like 30 45 a minute like just quick exactly most almost almost always each tire is under a minute well like hey can i borrow your power tank real quick so i can like hurry up <laughs> so i can get out of here so i can get out of here like it makes me think like okay do i have any space left where i could put a power tank in <laughs> that's the challenge isn't it yeah, yeah yeah it's like once you get to the level of where there's so much shit like i have it's like fuck another 15 i want pound, it but where do i put a it 15 pound tank that weighs x amount of pounds like into right. like you know Right, because my ten pound tank, I think when it's full, comes in at about seventeen. Seventeen. So yeah. you're you're dealing with the tank itself plus the fifteen pounds of CO two, and right. I think a fifteen pounder for thirty eights is what makes sense yes, for me. Exactly, that's true. Because you're on what thirty threes. I'm on thirty threes. Yeah, thirty threes. Yeah. So, and that's like, the that the, the ten pound tank is what I have, and that that maxes out for their recommendations at a thirty five. Yeah. So it's like fuck, dude. Like now, where does this go, and where does that go, and right. But it, it definitely makes me think, like, you know, if I'm running that little eye camper tent, I do have room on that rack where that power tank can go on that rack and just yeah. stay there. And that way I have the quick fill-ups if I need or if I if I lose a bead, like if I'm doing something harder. That's the other thing is, yeah, you, you can, can reseat. You can reseat it. You can run air tools. And we're not even sponsored nice. by power tanks. So it's like I believe you bought your your. Your tank. I bought and, my power tank, yeah. And I and if I ever do it, I will buy my tank and uh it's just good to support small business and um granted they're they're blowing up and they're doing a lot better. I mean they make an amazing product. Mm-hmm. It's it, there are others out there, but when you look at their at the at their regulators mm-hmm. and, and I think how, that's where they say the magic is, right? That's exactly where the yeah. magic is. Yeah. The tank itself is a tank. I mean you know, it has to be approved and it's a standard tank. They paint theirs, but I mean yeah, the tank is a yeah. tank, right? But they build they build their cage system that's all their design yeah. right and it holds the tools and then they're and the regulator yeah that's the bread and butter and the man once you use it it's like living your life in a pinto and then jumping into a nice luxury car and you're like you don't know what you're missing until you know what you're missing totally <laughs> yeah um so cool yeah power tank definitely something on my like you know periphery but uh you know for me at least even if i never get one it's okay because yeah. i can still fill up my tires um i would say my thing is a Christmas present I got and you know, I'd, I'd mentioned it to my wife before like December and cause, uh, um, step 22 had put a, an Instagram post out about their new, uh, pangolin. Oh uh, yeah. Toolkit. Yeah. 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 And I showed my wife I'm like, this is bitching. And then, you know, I'm, you forget about it, right? <laughs> unless it's like a hardcore part that I need. Like I'm very like adverse to like spending money on myself, like for little things. Right. And she ended up getting it for me for Christmas. And so I've put my tools in it since. And it's a beautiful bag. And it's well made. And it looks That's great. Cool. And so I'm just stoked on having a really nice organization. Granted, it makes me realize how many tools I have that I probably <laughs> will never use. How many sockets I carry with right. me that I'll never need. And I always justify like somebody else might need it. We talk, I do the same thing. Yeah. And we talked about this in the DeMello episode. Yeah. And somebody hit us up. Oh, really? I didn't think I told you this. Somebody hit us up and asked us if we were going to follow through on making that kit. No they're shit. Like, like, I would totally get one. Huh. <laughs> so just so you know. <laughs> okay. All right. Maybe it's time to make some phone calls to some <laughs> tool companies yeah. and coming up with like a very specific tool yeah, set. Yeah, JK, JL, you know, FJ, FJ Tacoma. Forerunner, Tacoma. Yeah, totally. So, Wow. I think we just gave away an amazing idea. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know what? 
That's fine. It, it all it. comes out in the execution. Make it happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, we might we might ourselves. Uh, I can definitely see us calling up Adam and saying, hey, let's make a bag that's like vehicle specific. Yep. With these tools, like yep. this tool company decided to come on board. Let's make it happen. Yep. You know, let's see how let's it goes. Let's do it. That's not a bad idea. Because God knows one day I'd like to be self-employed. Yeah. You know, yeah. five to 10 years from now would not be would not be the worst thing. No, it wouldn't suck. <laughs> but I am I am happy with where life is now. So anyways, guys, to recap, I hope I hope from this episode you gained a little perspective. You gained uh, some tools to like maybe look at life in a different lens. Yeah, don't be so hard on yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. Um, I hope you guys are all getting out there safely and uh, responsibly and having fun together because just because we're faced with this crazy virus doesn't mean that, you know, a bomb's going to go off in the marketplace. Like, you're allowed to make choices and not be scared to go live your life within reason and you know within within considerable like you know measures taken to ensure that other people who maybe are more at risk or prone uh don't get sick because you were out there like that's all that's all it is it's like just that's really all it is is being respectful and and responsible and responsible be respectful be responsible and you know what treat just treat people nicely like you would treat your grandmother or yeah. your wife or your daughter, you know, or your son. Like, just be respectful to people. Like, you know, be, be kind. You see have, me on the street and you know I have a wife. You don't think that I live with my mother-in-law. I do. Thank you for your condolences. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, the, death, the death of my normal husbandry. Um, but you'll see me on the street and you won't realize that I have a 70-odd-year-old woman who lives in the same house as me. Correct. To where I need to be careful. Thank God she didn't get COVID when I was sick. Yeah. The kids actually didn't get it. Just me and Ashley got it. And it's like, but but I have to, when I go out, I wear a mask. Yeah. And call me a pussy all you want or call me a conformist. You know, whatever or you want. A yeah. sheeple, whatever. I don't give a fuck. That's your deal. Yeah. You're dealing with some shit. You got to come at me with that energy. That's your anger, your rage, care. your criticism. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't care, but I'm going to take care of my mother-in-law. Like, if I know that the flu is crazy and everyone's coming down with the flu, I might take precautions, just a standard flu, to make sure I don't touch too many things or I make sure to wash my hands, use hand sanitizer, whatever. Right. Because I'm not going to try to bring the flu back to my mother-in-law and watch her die a shitty death from the flu. Right. So that's all it is. It's not like we're trying to... I, I'm trying to encourage people to like give away their choices because Frank will tell you, I'm the first one to say we need to keep our choices. Right. We need to continue to yeah. be controllers of our own destinies and you know life and not just give in and say, all right, we're done. We're that gonna- doesn't mean that you you can do that, but you don't have to abandon community. You have to yeah. abandon you know people. The, why? So you might say, well, why the fuck don't you have Rick for Dirt events? Well, it's because it's the responsibility is on us. It is. And, so, uh, and I'll be honest for- too. I'll, I'll be straight up, dude. You, <laughs> I don't, I'm maybe not our listeners, but some of you fuckers are litigious, man. And I just don't want to. <laughs> I just don't want to be put in that position you're where gonna, you're going to act like you don't want to sue. It's happening right now. I just read in the news yesterday. Someone is suing a cruise line because mm-hmm. they got COVID on the boat. And it's like, dude, you're in like the most self-contained space ever. Those cruise lines, people that go on cruise it's a lines, petri dish, you're dude. All, they're always getting sick. Yeah, right. Like. I'm sorry, but this is one of those moments where you have to take personal responsibility Correct. for making that choice. That's the choice I'm talking about. Like, I think if we get to a place where people are willing to just accept the choice, but they're not, right? Because now they're suing the cruise line. Yeah. And so that bullshit. illustrates both sides of the coin to so. me, where it's like, yeah, I want to let I want to let people have their choices, but this is what they do with their choices. They come back and throw it in your face, and they want to take everything you got. You know, you may see a post from me that I may go to a coffee shop one Saturday morning. If you choose to come. That'll be on you. Right. 
but I'm not telling you to come. I don't want you to necessarily come. I don't want you to get sick, you know, but if you end up coming and getting coffee for yourself and I happen to be there, I'll look at your rig. So that might happen, yep. but we're not going to publicly announce that we're throwing a rig for dirt event and inviting everyone to come out and putting people at that risk because some people are just stupid. And for whatever reason, they're not willing to accept the responsibility for their actions and they want to go sue somebody. Fuck that. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't yeah. deal with that problem on top of others. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Even after, though I love most of you guys, most of you guys are amazing. Dude, not after building all this and yeah. not after actually getting to a good place. And it'll come back. I mean, the back, people are getting vaccinated and we'll see if they turn into zombies. And if they don't, then we're all good and we're back to normal. Yeah. So we'll anyways. see if I Am Legend was a prophecy or right. or if it was just a, a fun movie. She's all I cured cancer and like <laughs> everyone's a zombie. <laughs> Fucker. Pay some bills. Pay some bills. All right. First up is uh, one of our presenting sponsors, mm-hmm. um, Demello Off Road. Dude, we got presenting sponsors, bro. That's <laughs> epic. This is this is this was a great start to the year. Yeah. Honestly, it was a it was a a fantastic late Christmas or New Year's gift. It was um, yeah. that these that these folks. Um, it was January fourth. You told me, right? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That these folks really feel um, they like what we're doing and they want to be a part of it, and that's really um, validating and um, humbling. And we're we're glad that we're on the right track on that. I thought it was interesting that Jason's like, I want to do another episode. I'm like, well, yeah, do we do one? Like we don't really go back usually. Right. You know? And it's, and then it, and then it turns out he actually wanted to support the podcast. Cause he liked right. it. He liked it so like, much. That's yeah. rad. Like I'm stoked and we're going to keep this fucking, you know, show on the road as much as, as much as we can. I mean, our buddy Sean over at the truck show podcast, I mean, they're, they're doing great. So I think as long as you do something good and people like it, yep. And that's our goal, right? To contribute to this. Yeah. I, we, I always, or we always say that, you know, the tide lifts all boats. So, you know, the more the merrier. Did you get your rear bumper? Um, I'm getting it in two weeks. Okay. So that's so yeah, definitely check out Demello Off Road. Uh, crazy nice construction on this. Oh shit. my gosh, it is. I mean, look, a lot of people make bumpers. What episode was that? Do you remember? Uh, it was two ago. That we did the second episode with him. What yeah, was, so I think it was fifty. Do you he remember when the first one was? Oh, the first one might have been like five or like. Six or seven. Go, go like, yeah. It's like, you'll go see it. About, it says about a dozen back, you'll see another DeMello, and he really goes into like the construction, why they take as much time to build what they build, Correct. how they build. Um, there's a lot behind it. There's a lot behind it. It's not just welded together sheet metal, right? And so that's the one thing that you get when you buy a product from someone like um, Jason DeMello. One, it's you're dealing with Jason DeMello. He owns the business. It's a small company. It's a local company. It's all made here doing in the USA. Doing a lot of volume. Doing a lot of volume, all made here in the USA yep. by a handful of guys that he's trained and he trusts. By hand. By hand, <laughs> yeah. exactly. I mean, you're getting some serious craftsmanship, and you're getting decades of design refinement, design work, and vehicle fitment yeah. that you're not going to get. So if you have a Toyota or a Lexus, um, hit him up for bumpers, front and rear, um, and sliders. And he can even he can even accessorize those things with lights um he's got he's selling kc lights too and he can throw a winch in there for you too there you go so check out jason DeMello. and uh and then secondly and a new presenting sponsor is in the form of milestar tires and uh i gotta say milestar um the relationship that i've had with them i mean because i came off of cooper's and went to milestars and the cooper's were great tires and even milestar my buddy over at milestar will say yeah cooper makes a great tire but there was no real connection there was no community there was no there was no vibe whatsoever right and going to milestar um the tires are still great but there's a community and there's a vibe and there's like a relationship and there's like friendships and there's like there's another family like kind of right. like what we're doing at kc exactly is another support of ours it's a very parallel there's a there's a vibe yeah and that's the best way to just say it there's a vibe and there's a real 
um, connection within the community and the off-road space to where we all want to be around each other. We all, we're all doing similar things. We're all having fun. And they're capturing that fun and they're encouraging the fun and they're supporting the fun. It's a great feeling when you know that a brand does what you want to do or what we want to do, which is just spread the stoke. I mean, if the, if the shit didn't work, if the tires weren't good, fuck. It didn't matter how much fun they wanted <laughs> right. to have. It's like your shit sucks. But the tires work great. Like I said, I was doing, I was going anywhere I wanted at Lytle Creek. Nothing in was the stopping snow, me. In the ice, in the rocks. Dude, I was having a good time. Yeah. And I was getting to the point where I was frustrated because no one else was joining me <laughs> in that good time. Right. You guys, you motherfuckers were like, we're going back we're to the done. dry lake bed where there's no snow. And I'm like, no, come here. Where we have traction. Come here and slide with me. Um, so huge thanks to Milestar. I run their uh, Patagonia MT2s or MT1s. And uh, we'll be running uh, something in the future, uh, working with them to kind of test and develop uh, new stuff. They're, they're coming out with like all trains and they've got all types of different compounds, all types of different sizes. So they probably have a unique um, solution for whatever you have uh, that you need help with. So check them out. And then, uh, and of course, Casey. Yep. Uh, Casey's been great. We're actually going to be changing our coupon code soon. So we've been using RFT Casey for as long as it lasts. Uh, we'll be changing it every so often at the company because I work for Casey, just so you guys know in case you didn't. Um, Every so often we realize these codes get onto these websites and then everyone starts using everyone's code and you can't really track the performance. Right. So the goal is always to like, the goal of these codes, just so you guys know, is Casey wants to track how well RFD does for it. Right. Casey wants to track how well a certain ambassador does for it. And, you know, one way to do that is through coupon codes that we send out and then you guys use. And it's like, oh, shit. See Frank the redemption all, value. Frank yeah. and Ali are bringing people into the funnel. And, uh, and that's really all it is. Plus, it's a nice thing that we get to give to you guys. You guys are going to buy lights anyways. Might as well get a little kickback and discount, you know, yep. uh, for yourself. And uh, use that extra 10% you saved on something else you need to buy. So long story short thank you to kc uh you know they're the makers of the pro 6 light bar also uh we've got the flex era threes that are currently out of stock unfortunately they just blew out did too well on the marketing like that. <laughs> and then we're now coming out with the flex era fours the whoop, big whoop. the big brother to the flex era threes which are just an insane light those almost, things are phenomenal dude it's almost like if you only had two lights on your vehicle i and thought it was the just three those, was phenomenal yeah. like, which it is and then the four is like whoa well the whole goal is to make a product family that just outperforms and just yeah it. So, yeah um, I think we're I think we're definitely Yeah, uh, the evolution is evident. Yeah. For sure. So it definitely is the next era of life. Yeah. And then with that said, there's always Gear Forward. Yeah. Check out Gear Forward. Go to their website, gearforward.com. Um, we know you guys probably got a lot of goodies over the holidays, so anything that you don't want that's still in good usable condition, or if you got a goodie that you just don't want to keep, uh, send it to the send it to Gear Forward. Yeah, reach uh, out to them on their website. Yep, and what they'll do is they'll collect it from you and they'll redistribute that to needy kids so they can experience the outdoors and expand their possibilities and what they can do in life Jason possible exactly so, so anyways from from me Ali at Kate the Jeep and Frank at Trucky McTruckface thank you guys so much thanks